With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise Lord and greetings to those of you in Indiana. Praise Lord. Praise Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good evening, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you, sir. We're not officially uh, started yet, and uh, oh, it is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to look, but um, I logged in. I I logged in a little a couple of minutes early. How's everybody there? Hello. Doing well. Good. God bless you, Elder Shane. God bless you. Somebody's moving a phone around. That was me. Sorry. Trying to get it in better uh, audio position. So, um, what's close enough? Um, Praise the Lord, and we thank God, amen, for this... um, Time we can gather together. It's almost like, it's almost like having a meeting via yes. teleconference. Uh, Elder Hickson, would you open up? Would you open up with prayer, please? Elder Hickson, 
Pastor Shank, Elder Shank, Prophet Bahati, Minister Deneen, and uh, we're just glad, amen, to have everybody on the call tonight. So uh, last week I was not able to um, be in attendance, and I heard that you all had a you know, good uh, gathering, if you will, good call. Um, you were, I believe, talking about five-fold ministry. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, can we continue with that? Because um, I just left uh, Panera Bread uh, sitting with a pastor um, who was talking about um, transitioning from the, uh, we'll just call the old model of ministry, the pastoral model of ministry, to fivefold uh, apostolic uh, ministry from the Jerusalem model to the Antioch uh, model of ministry in Acts 13 and 1. And so we sat for about an hour and a half and just kind of talked, and uh, he's in uh, a transition and, uh, of course, uh, trying to, uh, uh, excuse the expression, these are my words, uh, find his way. And uh, I shared uh, that... Uh, when you begin to embrace what God desires to do now, when um, you're part of what I call the Reformation of bringing ministry back to the way it was in Scripture, the way Jesus did ministry and the way the apostles did ministry, that you may have to leave uh, certain circles and end up finding uh, new people, um, embracing uh, new people, and um you know you know just expect the blessing of god uh so uh uh can you just help me i'm i'm, I'm not, I, oh lord <laughs> i'm not <laughs> i i just want to continue talking about fivefold uh, ministry unless somebody has something else they want to discuss so i understand you were talking about presbytery or right. other aspects so can we just continue right. the continue the flow of, of discussion? Yeah. Uh let me uh let me read from Acts thirteen. <laughs> let me read from Acts thirteen and one. Um I guess we know this uh, passage uh by heart. It says now there was in the church there was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Bar- Barnabas and Simeon, it was called uh, Niger, and uh, I can't read, and um, Lucius of Cyrene, and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul, as he ministered to the Lord, and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work wherein to I have called them. Um, and when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Uh, so they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, you know, they departed into various uh, places. And uh, we have here prophets and teachers and actually uh, apostles that had come together and the Holy Ghost um identified who he wanted sent out. Uh, the term I use is he apostelled them, he apostolized them, sent them out to do a work unto the Lord. So um, as we think of a presbytery, presbyter, presbyters, um, what is your uh, thoughts on that, please, as we engage in this conversation? I want to pick up from last Thursday. Uh, I I was looking for my note, and I I never really understood the presbytery, even though I had read it several times. Um, 
But one of the things I wrote down that I believe Elder Shank said uh, last week, and he described it as the ruling body of leaders of leadership at hand uh, concerning or around the local church. Yes. And then um, I think Pastor Shank said it, it has to do with the business of the church, but it's more as in the scriptures, especially in the book of Acts, the leadership of the ruling body of that area, I guess, if you will, um, what's the word? Imparts or um, recognizes or authorizes the people that are under their leadership to go out and work. It's uh, in, in my thinking, it, it sort of legitimizes them so that they're not just out there, um, you know, on their own and nobody knows where they came from, sort of. You know, that they actually have been sent out with the authority of the apostolic leadership. Amen. And uh, you know, I was thinking also, just just speak out loud, uh, concerning you there in uh, Richmond, mm-hmm. that a presbytery gathered together at some point in time, that what happens here in Acts 13 happens there in Richmond, that hands are laid upon you, that... Um, the prophetic word is released, pronouncements made upon the ministries, and so on and so forth, and that there be a public gathering to affirm and confirm uh, what the Holy Ghost is doing uh, in your lives and the ministries uh, in this season, this time of your life. Um. Isn't it interesting, things of God, that when you read the book of Acts, uh, you see the leaders going out and establishing elders and so on and so forth, prophets, teachers, and whatever. You really you don't you don't see um, leadership designated with uh, the word pastor per se, but it's a plurality of uh, it's a plurality of leaders. A presbytery, as I think uh, Pastor Cheryl uh, said, there at Antioch, it was a, a gathering of leaders that prayed and fasted and sent them forth. And they would even come back to Antioch. Um, even at Jerusalem, you had uh, apostles and other leaders that were there. And so there was no one man. The book of Acts is no one man or no one woman uh, principle or found uh, principle or model rather of leadership. What do you think about that? What I just said, there's that there was no one person model of leadership in the book of Acts, or maybe you don't agree, or maybe you have a different take on it. We had Peter sticking up as a strong leader of the group, but he wasn't the only one that was an apostle, and he wasn't the only one making decisions. Right. And as a team, you got to almost come to consensus and form a, a plan through discussion and uh, agreement. Amen. Amen. A lot. I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, but you paused. Were uh, you done? Just, and and the Holy Ghost did the leading. Right. In Acts fifth, in Acts fifteen, uh, they come together, and uh, I think in Jerusalem, and um, as they discussed and whatever, uh, was it? Uh, 
I was going to say James stood up and uh you know had a had a say and they all listened and uh they decided about what they were going to do uh with uh those others that came into the uh kingdom many people call many people call this uh this kind of idea an apostolic council they call it they call it a council and I've been laying this term out uh, every other month or whatever. And I've wanted to, uh, I personally have wanted to uh, create that as the Lord would uh, instruct because um, of what we do, you know, we want to have consensus, not dictatorship, dict, dict, not to be dict. Uh, dictatorial, if you will, but to have consensus about um, plans and uh, things that are to be done. And as I said, even at uh, consecrations and affirmation services, a presbytery comes together and there may be teaching, uh, what I call pronouncements, uh, prophetic words released upon uh, the recipients, those being laid ha- uh, laid hands upon, and a gathering, of course, for uh, people to uh, uh, see the hand of God upon people's lives and what He's doing in that in that uh, in that time. Anyone else? What other notes did you have, Saints? Elder Shank. Well, I was just going to say that uh, the uh, presbytery of an assembly is usually local for uh, the purposes of governing a local church. Uh, Not singular leadership, but a plurality of leadership. And that... uh, when when uh, in the Antioch church, when they were praying and fasting and seeking the Lord, the Holy Ghost intervened and uh, said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work I have set before them. Well, that was, that was a presbytery. That was the presbytery of the Antioch church, recognizing that, the uh, ministry team of Paul and Barnabas and sending them on their way, uh, doing the work that they've been called to. And uh, they were learning as they went along. Right. They didn't have a written agenda or anything, but they, but they ministered wherever they were and in whatever capacity uh, they went, the, oftentimes the leadership of the church or the body where they went recognized them and allowed them to uh, uh, speak on behalf of what they what they knew about the Lord and so forth. But uh, the uh, The uh, people where they went recognized them as being sent out and uh, to uh, to uh, select elders and so forth and lay hands on them and build up local churches and ministries wherever they went. Yes. And it's interesting, saints, concerning Barnabas, that uh, we see Barnabas in the fourth chapter, I think. He's Mm -hmm. made known to us in the fourth chapter of Acts. And then by the 14th chapter of Acts, after this Antioch experience, the Spirit of the Lord calls him an apostle. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And and so it was a a developing, um, the church was developing, and, uh, you know, we can see a pattern uh, here. we don't see 
Barnabas in four, chapter four or whatever, five or six or whatever. We don't see anything about uh, his uh, function in uh, his uh, call, what he's what he's mantled at until after Antioch, the, the apostles Barnabas and uh, Paul. Uh, others and Elder Shaker, I hope I didn't cut you off. <laughs> Anybody else? Well, I just wanted to say one more thing that the uh, the Church of Jerusalem was where Peter was accountable to, and that's the reason when he came back from visiting uh, Cornelius' household that. Uh, he prepared what he was going to say so that they all knew that this was the Lord's leading and that he was not out of line with what the Holy Ghost was showing him. He had visions from the Lord about the food, and he had the ability to hear hear the Lord's message before he went there. And then he had the ability to recognize that he he was that he was uh, going to be meeting with uh, Gentiles and not Jews. And Peter wanted to make sure that they understood that since the Holy Ghost fell on Cornelius's household, that they were indeed received just as they had been received uh, by the Lord with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? So how do we apply, how do we apply what we are talking about and reading about in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, in, in the book of Acts? How do we apply that today? Because right now on this call, there are teachers and prophets and seers and apostles and pastors and evangelists on this call right now. You have fivefold ministry on this call right now. How do we apply in our day and time what may or should be? develop or implement it. Anybody have any thoughts on that? We need to, we're going to have to um, dismantle in our minds the traditional idea of church. And I was talking to uh, Pastor Shank here earlier and uh, what we're working on getting together here, I said I didn't even want to use the word church because, for one, church is not a building. It is us. And then, two, when you use the term church, it automatically conjures up certain things in people's minds. Uh, you know, ten o'clock service and Bible school and two songs and, you know, and that's not but not uh, the example that was in the book of Acts. And I think that's the first thing we we have to dismantle in our own minds first before we can be able to dismantle it in, in other people's minds. And it, it's not going to be easy because, you know, if two and two has been four for 50 years and now it's, it's five, it's going to take some time to, to switch that. But I think we have our minds set, and if we're going to go by the, um, the Bible example, then uh, the phrase with demonstration of demonstration of power, and however else, we're going to have to, once we walk in that anointing of the 
various gifts. Um, and people began to see or hear about the demonstration. They're going to be drawn, and then that's going to help do away with the idea of church as usual. That's how it happened with Jesus. He didn't have to call people. He didn't have to put out announcements. You know, it's people spread the word, and they came to listen to him because he was talking different, for one, demonstrating um, the things that he, his father did. It was completely different than anything else, and so people came to see it then, and as we walk in the pattern of the scriptures, that I believe that's the way it's going to happen now. That's a very good insight. It almost sounded like the conversation I just had an hour ago at the uh, restaurant, because um, some of the words that you use were exactly the same words that... Uh, were in the conversation from uh, the brother that I had met with. As soon as you say church, everybody's thinking about a building right. and, a, and a structured and a structured program, a structured service. Anyone else want to comment? Yeah, uh, on the. Uh... On the uh, early part of the church in Jerusalem, they were still keeping Jewish traditions. They went to the temple for prayer at certain hours, and they maintained a form of their their Hebrew uh, their Jewishness while being led of the Lord to step out in other directions and to uh, not be caught up in being Jews. Even though they were Jews, they they were still uh, not fully uh, conversant with being a new church. That was, that was something that they were learning as they went. Amen. It was, they were in tra- so there was a uh, they were transitioning. Is what you're saying? Right, right, right. And and they were transitioning, and uh, a lot of times, you know, that's kind of like what I see us here in Cleveland doing. I see that in uh, Richmond, Indiana. Would you all agree there in Richmond that there's that you're in the midst of a transition? Yes, sir. Internally and externally. Yeah. Would that be appropriate? Would that be correct to say that? Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'll let this say something. Um, I'm looking at how God's spirit, the spirit of God, is moving, and the way that it's moving, it's seeming to be shifting. It's shifting so many parts together. Um, I'm looking at Romans how that it was such a great division that the apostle, I think it was the apostle Paul, he went there, and once he went there, he jumped right in the middle of everything, and God himself stepped in and did a miracle. What I mean by that, they had the Jews, they had the Gentiles, they had the all kind of other people coming in, and they all was looking at themselves as being better than the other one, cleaner than the other one, better than the other one, and God just stepped right in and let them know all of you have sinned and come the short of the glory of God. And it broke all that up, all that just broke up, and they started joining together. And when they join together, they join together in the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost stamped on it too. And they're coming out in the, in the book of Romans. 
they came out, same thing. And they got business taken care of by letting the Apostle Paul go unto the Gentiles. And when they, he went, he had what the Gentiles needed. God knew that. And everything started breaking up and it started spreading. Then the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, stepped in and started. Hello? Lost you. Because of, because of, of God see what's together. He, God know the foundation is there. But now I believe he is ready to put on that foundation mm-hmm. and start building. I believe that because mm-hmm. that's how he's doing. He's not dealing with just one individual, not one group, but he's dealing with everybody. Jews, Gentiles, all of them. Mm-hmm. And when they come together, we'll be on one accord. Amen. 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 Others. Others. Hello? Any others? Yeah, we're here. Okay. <laughs> Any other want to comment? Anybody else want to comment? God bless you, Prophet uh, Bahati. God bless you, Apostle. You're not left out, even though we've been talking about Indiana and uh, Cleveland. You're not left out. Well, I understand. I'm just listening. Okay. And uh, you hear what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, uh, five-fold ministry uh, um, and uh, the presbytery, the different uh, gifts as the Lord uh, uses them in the Old Testament, and I'm just kind of centering it on uh, what's happening uh, now. Uh, so let me ask a question. Uh, there in Richmond, um, uh, a name, is it Kathy? Kathy was mentioned before to me? Praise the Lord. Excuse me? Um, Elder Kathy? Coffee. Coffee? Coffee. 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 Yes. Yes. Yes, I I I would like to meet him. Uh, he's he's supposed to be at uh, a meeting of gathering on the nineteenth. I talked to his brother today, who is also a coffee that ministers through uh, song and things, and uh, I I shared with him tonight uh, that I wanted to gather. And so we're going to make sure that that can happen on the 19th. That's a Monday? Yes. <laughs> Is it in the morning or afternoon or evening? Yes, There's a reason why I'm laughing. Elder Shank knows what's happening Sunday. <laughs> what? be determined, but we could make it happen. Uh, 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 maybe middle, middle or later of the day. Right. Elder Shank? Yes. Because I, I, I'm really busy that Sunday, and I want to go down. So you're going, Elder Shank? As far as I know, I will be. I'll be with you. All right. That That's a Monday. That's a Monday. Is, is that all right? That's a Monday, correct? That is a Monday. Yes. Okay. It's coming Monday. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And, and I would assume your meeting would be in the afternoon or evening, correct? Correct. All right. Whenever it's convenient. All right. This is going to be a busy weekend. Um, amen. Amen. Um, now, I, I, was, I was asked the question, am, am I still allowed to marry and bury people? And I, I expressed that all you have to have is 10 people recognize you as a pastor or minister, and you are then officially recognized by the state of Indiana. But in the book of Acts, they, they, they named him as an apostle later, and so a credential was essentially given in the written word. 
And so can, you know, this, this then poses the question, can a teacher in the gospel marry somebody in, in the fivefold ministry? And in my opinion, this, they are ministers of the gospel, and so you become a ministry team, and then you recognize your giftings with inside the presbytery. Do you understand the comment? Yes, and, yes, and I agree, and I agree that they can. Yes. Uh, let me ask you a question. In the state of Indiana, uh, well, in in Ohio, uh, a minister can a minister can actually uh, get uh, uh, I was just say a certificate of license to marry. Do, do they do they do that in Indiana? They can do it online. In fact, I mean, people have done that. So the answer is yes. So the answer is yes. Yes. And and if a church body recognizes you as a ministry, they can cover you, and you become essentially ordained in that fashion. That's correct. Yes. So did somebody ask that question because they wanted someone or somebody on the call to do that, perform that? They they had people that were asking them to marry them, and they felt uh, uncomfortable since they weren't a church member-ish person at the moment, even though they were an elder, uh, recognized elder of several churches. And so they asked me if I was still able to do that because they would send those people in my direction. Yes, absolutely. A- a- absolutely. Um, any other any other questions um, concerning uh, fivefold ministry? So the the meeting on Monday is going to be centered around direction, or what? Well, yes. Mostly direction and plan, and what steps do we take next, and and uh, where have we come from in the way of what have we accomplished so far towards the end or or the journey, and and to get everybody motivated, activated, and walking in the same direction. Even even though we may be different paths, the group is still connected. Okay, I'm glad I um, I'm, I'm glad I asked. Okay, very good, very good. So uh, as we go around the uh, table, anybody want to comment about um, Buffalo Ministry uh, here tonight? Uh, with, with with transition, you don't. Everybody knows you don't see the finished product, and you know you don't see where. Many times in transition, you don't know wh- wh- where you, where it's going to lead you. You don't know what the next step is, and I think Elder Shank made made that comment. You know, the Holy Ghost guided them, led them. Uh, you don't know what this is going to look like. You don't know right. what. You can't picture it. Because you can't, unless the Lord lets you see it. And um, during times of transition, there's a heightened level of warfare against people to so that they to try to get them to abort what God is trying to accomplish in you. So you can expect. Uh, just that heightened, intensified demonic warfare from wherever, wherever it's going to come from, wherever the Lord is going to, not wherever the enemy is going to send it from. You know, expect that, you know, crazy stuff to happen 
because um, you know there's the enemy trying to abort the process. And the key for transition, of course, is always to focus on the Lord and uh, what he said. And this is one of the uh, things that happened to Moses in the wilderness because those people kept acting up. (laughs) And uh, he got his eyes off the Lord and got him on those folks and missed out on going to the promised land. Of course, the people kept looking back um, because God wanted to really transition them out too. The problem with them is that they had not gotten the world out of their system. They, Egypt was still in them. Yes. And you can't get you can't get a person out of something if you're you're in it. You can't get you can't get out of something if you're still in it in, in, internally. So, uh, you know, we're all in uh, uh, transition. And um, nevertheless, anybody else want to share anything? Amen. Here tonight. I'll share one thing that. Uh, just recently happened. I've I've made mention to God that I'm trying to free up my life so that I can do His will. And I bought a house about nine to ten months ago, and I just sold it this week within a week's period of time, and it wasn't even on the market for a profit. And, you know, it's it's like God sold the house because I wasn't expecting anything, but I told him I'd be free. And so a way was made, and, and there was profit for it in less than a year. And I've never seen that happen on a house deal before. Hmm. So uh, can I insert the fact that are we talking about the house that I saw? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow, amen to glory. To God be the glory. Yeah. Uh, you know what the next question is then? Where are you blank blank? Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm in transition. Uh, so, you know, I am free of of material things and getting more free of material things. And uh, it's just amazing the different things that are happening and, and the way things are opening up and the doors. And, you know, it may be that two or three things get started. And, hmm. and continue to allow me to travel. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So if you'd pray along those lines, yes, I would appreciate it. We we sure will. Uh, may May I ask a? Uh, uh, this is to those in Indiana. I'm just going to ask this. Uh, it's like a proverbial question. Is it possible that more than one apostle left? The ministry? Uh, Anyway. I think I heard what you said. Did you? Did you really? Yes. And the answer to that question is yes. Did everybody hear my question? I want to hear it one more time. I said, I I think the right word is disclaimer. I put a disclaimer on this. I said, I'm going to ask a proverbial question. Is it possible? Is it possible that more than one apostle left that ministry in Richmond? Yes. He's sitting right here in this chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll t- we'll talk about it in the nineties. <laughs> amen. 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 Um. 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 Minister Zanine, you have anything you want to share? No, sir, I don't. Uh, do you want to kind of sh- share? Um, may I? I? I know you don't, but can I, can I just say this? I'm I'm leading you on. 
Uh, do you want to share what perhaps may be occurring or happen in Liberia, please, to those on the call? Okay. What had happened and or what may happen? Well, uh, a ministry started under Hatcherton National Ministry, and Hatcher is my last name, part of my last name. Some years ago, through a, a friendship through some others that I was connected with in Liberia, another ministry, our church or organization was assisting. So uh, a young man, he branched off from them, and uh, because we had been in communication, he started the ministry in my name. And I didn't, even though he had told me, because I wasn't there, I didn't know for sure, but another uh, man went over there to Liberia, and when he came back, he said, do you know there's a ministry over there in your name? I said, really? I said, I had heard, but you have confirmed. So um, as the years went by, it kind of slowed down. And, uh, you know, after um, uh, transitioning to uh, TMFI, VTI, with the apostle and the rest of the saints, uh, you know, different things that were down in me or in my past that I had did uh, that I tried to move forward uh, that were in a standstill, Apostle was like bringing some of those things back out to see what we can do to revamp or, you know, if it's possible. So the the, the mission is to possibly uh, start that connection back with the contact that I have in Liberia. Uh, we try unsuccessfully, I think, uh, two times within the last seven days to try to connect. And uh, he was having a problem from Liberia. So uh, what he wanted was to get our numbers and possibly just call us and get us on a conference call because we were having a problem uh, logging on to a talk show. So uh, that's, that's kind of it. This uh, young man, he uh, carried the other ministry for them while they were here in the States. And then they went back there and established their children as the uh, the, the pastors over that church. So uh, him and his family, you know, went back to their hometown. And like I said, they started Hatcher's International Ministry. And uh, his whole family is in the uh, ministry. But from what I understand, two of his sisters are in uh, Pennsylvania now. So I'm going to try to uh, contact and connect with them and uh, see how things are going with them, what are they really uh, doing here in the States and stuff. And we're going to see uh, if we can connect and all go to Liberia, everyone under the EMFI umbrella. We get a week or so and head over there for a revival. <laughs> be awesome. So, so I'm just, I just asked her to say that so that we can um, ask you to pray concerning uh, that area. You know, and to see if God would open a door uh, in that region. Uh, also, we were invited to uh, come to um, Kingston, Jamaica in February. And uh, that's an uh, what you would call an open invitation, I guess, for anybody that wants to go to Kingston. And that would be for uh, maybe three or four days. Uh, in uh, three, three to not three days, four to five days in Kingston, um, there at uh, two uh, ministries. So if anybody's uh, interested in that, you know, we can discuss it on uh, the nineteenth when we uh, uh, get down there. Um, um, I. The reason why I asked that question, though, um, concerning, you know, apostles leaving that ministry, that's not something that I had not uh, just thought about. It, it had been in my um, uh, mind slash spirit uh, before. And, um, but after, I think, Pastor Earl, if you, or maybe I mentioned something about um, Barnabas, you know, um, you know, he it was finally uh, labeled, uh, mantled with that. You don't hear many people talking about it, but uh, that's what he became because at uh, Antioch they were sent. The Holy Ghost sent them, yeah. sent those two, and because he sent them, they he apost he apostolized them. 
And, um, you know, you're freeing yourself up, sir, so that you can be sent. Uh, Prophet Bahadur, God bless you. Everybody knows she's in, um, everybody knows she's in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, she's, excuse the expression, stuck with us for this past year. <laughs> Amen. I, maybe that's just a play, it's just a play on words. But uh, we want to hear from you. Amen. God is God is an awesome God. I I love the Lord, and I'm just sitting here listening to everything that is being said, and in regards to what everyone is saying to your fivefold ministry and all the awesome things that God is doing, and we're having some uh, great things happening here in Arizona as well. And I'm involved with a, a few things that that's going on. Um, went to a um, church on. Sunday and was kind of surprised when I went and walked in. Uh, there were no the church was, did not have any members, and so seems like a new thing is happening and and God is moving in a different kind of way. And we just can't uh, continue to do church as we know church to be or how church used to be. Being things are changing and things are shifting, and we have to shift with the times and and we our job is to be about you know god's people we have to reach people we have a world that is dying and we have to come up with um and i heard uh, ella shank saying some things and you know some of the courses and things i've taken it seems like i heard some of his words and it sounds like there's some, some communication in you know the interpersonal communications and those type of things that's going coming along in regards to the organization and I just um, just want to say that, you know, God is, and we have to, you know, be uh, in tune to the way he wants to do things. And sometimes, you know, I, when I was in a church on Sunday, you know, a, a very, very traditional, stuck in tradition, and, and I was looking around and there were only people that were there were just the guests that came. There were no members, only one church member stayed. And I just, I felt really, really, my heart was saddened because I was, praying to myself and saying, Lord, what's going on? What's happening to your church? And it seems like to us from our natural eye that the church is dying, but we know that that is not true. God is still moving. So I'm excited about the things that I'm hearing that you guys are saying there. And I, I believe me, I don't I don't feel left out or anything because I know when you're in transition, things change and, and places have to be, things have to be put in place. And so you sit back and you uh, be patient and wait and see wh- where you can fit in and what you can do in order to, uh, uh, you know, go on with the movement that God has. And so many things are happening, and I'm just praying for you, and I'm praying that everything that you guys are trying to do with the transition and the transformation that's going on, that God God is in it, his will will be done. And I'm here in Arizona. I'm not forgotten, and, you know, you're always welcome to come to Arizona, and, and I definitely will be trying to come out that way. And, and just know that, you know, things are happening here in Arizona. As far as my church and the things that are going on, you know, um, it's starting to grow now. Uh, I, I have some things in place, and I'm starting to get some ministry, some uh, mem- more members, and I'm transitioning, trying to transition out of my home because I've been in my home for a couple of years. And so it looks like everything is moving in, in the right direction. And so pray for us here in Arizona and uh, the other endeavors, the nonprofit as well as the church that's, that's uh being developed here. So thank you, Apostle, for the time, and and you all keep praying for me, my health. Uh, I'm not getting any better, but I'm not getting any worse, and I'm still hanging in here, and and God is still moving, and I just uh, glorify him for what he has done in my life, and and I thank each and every one of you for praying for me and continue to pray for me here in Arizona. Uh, Amen. Uh, Thank you, Prophetess. And I um, had uh, shared with her that at some point in time, um, really, I'd like to do it this year. I, I would like somebody to come with me out there to Phoenix, um, actually, for um, a, come one day and uh, leave later in the the following day, uh, like a forty eight hour trip, if you will, or um, seventy two hour trip out to Phoenix. So I'm just saying that out loud. Uh, nevertheless. Uh, well, I had told uh, Prophetess Bahadi, I think uh, a couple months ago, I said, if I come out here to see my son, I'm definitely going to make sure I stop here to see her as well. Amen. 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 
I'm definitely looking forward to, to seeing you, uh, Minister Deneen. I'm looking forward to it. I look at my calendar. I was thinking the other day, November's on its way. <laughs> amen. Um, so uh, thank God, amen, for everybody. Um, any last comments uh, on this call tonight? Uh, how was your how was Sunday? Uh how was Sunday yesterday, Saints? Um Apostle Fonzer's mother died Sunday evening, early morning Monday. Okay. Morning. And he had preached that morning uh or that afternoon at his father's church for their 50th anniversary of the church. Mm. And then he came back on a Tuesday and taught a Bible study here in town and did that in honor of the fact that his mother would want him to carry on in the gospel. And mm-hmm. he's funeral on Saturday at 1 o'clock. And then he preaches again on Sunday in Indianapolis. So he's carrying the gospel and trying to grieve honorably and outside of Okay, girl. And so okay, I'm, I'm, I, I lost you. What? He's, he's trying to grieve properly uh, with the help of the Lord but not in front of the people and especially his family. Yes. They really noticed him in tears before, and it would wreck the house the wrong way. So right. pray for his strength. Yes. That delivers the message and is able to grieve for his mother in a way that would honor God and the family and all that can see his, his godliness. Amen. 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 Um, so um, thank you, uh, Pastor Earl. So we, we thank the Lord, amen, for everybody uh, tonight. And i um, going to conclude the call. Um, unless somebody has something they want to share. <clears throat> so uh, keep us in prayer here in... Uh, in Cleveland, um, so uh, Elder Shank, I'll come with you on that Monday, but you got to drive because you know I'm gonna be tired. <laughs> That's all right, I can do it. You know, you know I'm gonna be tired, and uh, yes. Um, again, thank you all for just coming on the call, and uh, we, we pray that everybody has a great rest of your evening if anybody wants to give me a call after the um calls over um, you know feel free feel free to uh but um we uh, again thank God amen for you glad to hear what's happening in everybody's uh area region and uh we pray that God's uh handiwork would be done his grace would be upon you Amen, that he would be glorified in you and uh, people would see, you know, his love, amen, uh, just uh, uh, pouring out of uh, you as you uh, go about in your day-to-day life. Um, Just keep everybody in prayer concerning transition. As everybody's uh, transitioning into uh, uh, various um, aspects of uh, you know, the hand of God. So God bless you, and I'm um, just going to ask uh, Prophet Bihadi, would you dismiss us in prayer? Father, we just thank you on tonight for everyone that's on the call. We thank you for the uh, wisdom that you have bestowed upon each and every one of us, and we ask that you guide us and that you lead us in the way that you would have us to go as we end this call on tonight. And, God, we're leaving this call, but we're not leaving your presence. And, Father God, we just say keep us 
in your will. And, God, just keep your angels protected around us, those that are traveling, that you keep your angels protected around them and that they will have traveling grace, God, to get to where they're going safely. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit may it continue to rest, may it rule, and may it abide in each and every one of us. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. Have a great evening. Good night. All right. God bless. Good night. God bless you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.